Hi, this is Jeremy Brown at Geist Interactive. Today, I bring you the first episode of FileMaker Origin Stories. There are thousands of FileMaker developers using the Claris FileMaker platform every day. That means there are thousands of origin stories. Those first steps into the platform, just like infants learning to walk, are exciting and ingrained in the memories of those affected. In this episode, we feature three FileMaker developers whose stories are quite different. You'll hear my separate conversations with... Chris Ippolite from iSolutions. So my name is Erica Green, and I currently work with Forrester Benefits Management. All right, I'm Dave Sullivan. Everybody calls me Sully. Uh, I'm the uh, only guy, the independent developer that runs Mandelbrot LLC. Each of these stories treads common footpaths, but contains quite interesting details. I'll point those out along the way. Let's get started. I wanted to ask you about your FileMaker origin story. How did you get into FileMaker? I'm one of those people who um, got exposed to FileMaker because it was used to be on Macs. I know this is crazy and it's probably showing my age and you're probably wondering, how could that be, Chris? Aren't you in your 20s? Well, in, in fact, uh, while I was still in college where we didn't have right, like real computer labs or anything, uh, my dad brought me out a one of those old Happy Macs and, uh, you know, for like my last semester of school, mainly because I was going to go work for the family business after that. And uh, it had FileMaker on it. So, Jeremy, the... The way I found FileMaker in the first place was I was working at a window and siding company just outside of Chicago. Uh, I started there in 2002 and had a bunch of different jobs over there. At some point, after five other developers had worked on their FileMaker solution, uh, they really needed somebody to manage their solution in-house. So on uh, April 14th of 2014, they gave me a full access credential. And uh, I started you know, learning how to write FileMaker and how to organize a solution. So Erica, how did you get into FileMaker? What is your origin story? I discovered 42 Silicon Valley, which is a free coding school for anybody that can pass the test. And they're, they're quite rigorous. And the entire curriculum is based on C. But you can learn C++, you can learn PHP, you can use the web dev tools. And they have, um, as of a couple of years ago, just started doing a FileMaker internship with Claris. That allows the students at 42 to do self-paced learning for a couple of months. And then they do a team project that all of the SBA Platinum Partners can look at that are participating in that internship. And from there... They do interviews with um, the SPA partners, and they're either offered an internship or they're not. And then in my case, I took an internship with Codent, and then I was hired on as a full-time developer with them um, for about a year. I must have missed it, but how did you discover FileMaker? Um, so Jamie Parento, she's um, one of the people at 42 Silicon Valley. She sent out an email saying, hey, oh. <laughs> we have an internship. And then from there, it was, um, you know, watch the videos on FileMaker.com okay. uh, and all, all of that. So now let's move on and hear what my guests did before they found FileMaker. My dad wanted me to learn some CAD stuff that I never actually bothered to learn um, for my future job. No, I, uh, I had the job lined up already, and I was supposed to be using this computer to <laughs> learn CAD systems, which is what 
part of my job was going to be, but... Sure. So my degrees are actually in viola performance and decided it was time for a career change and discovered 42 Silicon Valley. I actually knocked on doors around the the job sites that we had and offered estimates to people. I ran that department. I trained people for that department. Then I was the guy that went in and did the in-home sales part of it and eventually started doing uh, events where we handed out squirt guns at public festivals. Loaded squirt guns on uh, hot summer days around Chicago are a pretty hot item. So we did pretty well with that. But, you know, there were parts of it that were really enjoyable. Uh, but there were also parts of it that really weren't. You know, the the events, you know, being out at, at uh, you know, hot summer carnivals, all day, all weekend, you know, 12 and 15 hours at a time for three days in a row, and then having a full-time job during the week at the same time, you really don't have time to do much of anything for yourself. So it was fun for uh, for a while, but eventually it just it wore on me to the point where I, I really needed something else. With this new platform in their hands, they began their career and love of FileMaker. Chris tells us about his first app, First database ever, Jeremy, if you're ready for this, was a database to split up the bill, the utility bills between me and my three three roommates in my apartment in college. <laughs> I'd give anything for that right now, too. I would I would absolutely give anything to have that, but sadly it's not. But but as, as it turned out, I actually ended up using FileMaker in my first job. And much like many people, I just gravitated towards the FileMaker part and not so much my job part. And that just, you know, kind of evolved into Doing it for a living, you know? Erica's first foray into FileMaker was with other students in 42 Silicon Valley. Sure. So uh, most of the people I, I know um, have worked together on different projects uh, that were C-based um, before we did FileMaker. My particular um, situation was rather unique because I was in France and everyone else had zone four of the lab. To, to collaborate with. So if I was stuck, I would usually Slack someone on 42 Slack, and then they would either, you know, send me a link to a resource or we could video chat and jump on Zoom and collaborate that way. Uh, everybody else had a really nice um, thing in that they were all, you know, kind of in the same location. And you could look at the next person's iMac and say, hey, what are you doing? And we could go through those um, videos that are on filemaker.com and then the Chris Ippolite stuff with our solutions, um, all of those trainings, uh, they had kind of this nice, <laughs> this nice in-person, in-person effect. And, and I was, um, I was slightly removed. And Sully, well, decided that they wanted to send me to DevCon. So I went to DevCon in 2018. And by the end of the second day, I knew that I couldn't go home. So I just, I felt like I had found my people and I had found the, the community of people that I really wanted to work with. So being a technically minded person amongst a, a sales organization is not really easy, uh, especially when you're whole brain. I, I consider myself a whole brain person. So all the logical and the emotional parts work. It's just most of the salespeople weren't that way and it's hard to communicate with them sometimes. So I started writing for myself and uh, you know, by the end of that second day of the first DevCon, I realized that, you know, I, I was not going to be able to do most of the things that I learned if I went back to that siding company. So 
I, uh, I sat down with Bob Bowers and asked him, what should I do? He suggested, hey, you should go to the local developer meetup at Saliant in Chicago. So I went to that meetup, I met some people and kind of have kept going through that and ended up leaving that window and siding company in October of 2019 to uh, develop full time for myself. I asked my guests, why did they get into FileMaker? What drew them? What made it interesting? Chris had a really good reason for using FileMaker. I was historically the worst CAD designer in the history of the company. And then I later moved into like sales or something like that, you know, soft skills related stuff. But I remembered FileMaker and and eventually used it as a tool to solve problems. And, and for me, it was born out of the need for custom, Jeremy. I was using, as a sales guy, I was using something called uh, ACT. I'm sorry, it was called ACT because it had an exclamation point after it. And I never really understood why they were yelling. But um, it was uh, a system that had a bunch of fields predefined. And it was like, you know, it was like basically the CRM of the of this era. I'm not going to quote the years or anything like that. And I'm sure some people remember it because it kind of lived on uh, for a few generations afterwards. But the early one had all the fields defined and all it had were these things called user fields, user one, two, three. And I found myself needing customization in my CRM, but I couldn't like bend it and make it fit into just three fields. So eventually I discovered FileMaker. Um, and I, I rebuilt it all in FileMaker and then, you know, that, and so it was really the need for custom that got me to choose it in the first place. And I think the turning point to where I decided that I wanted to do this the rest of my life was after completing our group project, we had to build an app for LGBTQ uh, center for, for uh -huh. people. Oh gosh, I can't remember the specifics. But anyway, I built that project and despite not being able to remember the details about it, <laughs> I was like, oh, this is great. I can, I can do, uh, you know, create this app in like two weeks. Whereas if I did this, you know, on the web-based thing, it would take me two months, um, any, anything like that. So just the speed of it is, has been really, uh, the speed of development has been quite, um, I, I think that's what made me love it. Wonderful. And are you enjoying your time? Obviously you are because it's your career, right? <laughs> I am. Yes. I really, I really like FileMaker. So um, I enjoy regular computer programming too, and, you know, C and JavaScript and all that. But I think that FileMaker um, can give me like my UI UX fix too, because it's all front end, but it, it still has enough powers that you can, you know, script all sorts of really cool things. And the relational database is pretty cool. So I, I really like it. And of course, it's solving problems for sure. And yeah. using, uh, using a platform that can allow me to do nearly any of that, um, with, with the developments that FileMaker is making. So with the release of FileMaker 19, there are all sorts of great features that I, I can't wait to get into, um, because I, I love doing web development as well as FileMaker and with the way that FileMaker is trending, it is, um, really going to be easy to integrate with with all sorts of different products. Sully had a very practical reason for choosing FileMaker. Kind of transition into something completely different that used my, my brain a lot more than it used you know, the, my body, so. I certainly agree with him, but sometimes working with your brain is much harder than working with your body. Man, I am just tired at the end of the day. Anyway, for each guest, I asked them how they learned FileMaker. That's pretty cool. How did you, how did you learn FileMaker? The way I learned it is an even better anecdote. Imagine if you could, you will, you call up Claris support 
and literally a person answers who's like in the building at Claris or whoever knows where, where they are. This is probably like, you know, someone like John Mark Osborne or Darren Quick or one of these guys that was like, who's still in our community who was working there. But they'd pick up the phone and they would just talk to you. And I'm telling you, Jeremy, I'm not even kidding. I would talk for two hours to these guys, having them walk me through how to build a FileMaker solution. So I wish I could remember who, what the names of the people were because they basically, they were the ones who taught me. You've, uh, you've been... Uh... You've learned FileMaker through 42U for through the the, the course training. How do, how have you can, continued to learn? What are you what's your what's your go tos? Uh, go to is probably Google the question and then make sure that I find a post that's <laughs> that's from the the Claire community um, in there, and then I'll usually start filling through someone and still uh, mod junk built anyway he has great answers um beverly also has great answers and if i can't find that information there then i'll turn to the women and innovating together group on on their slack and ask and they have a world of knowledge and they'll even sit down with you too they'll meet with you for free and go over um things which is uh really awesome Um, one last question. How have you um, learned FileMaker in the past couple of years then? What, what have you been doing to up your game? Right. That's a great question. Most of it at the very beginning is just a lot of guesswork. So with anything where you're learning a new skill, usually there's some resources up front you can find just by Googling. And, and eventually that's not enough. And that's when I went to DevCon and that just really opened my eyes to a lot yeah. of things that weren't there before. Uh, meeting a lot of the right people and being able to call people and text people and knowing who's out there was a really big change uh, in the way that I, I approach the whole community. Something for a project down the road, I'll throw it out there in the community and, and see if anybody bites. But if it's something that's a pressing need, then I hit my friends that are developers on a Slack channel and within 10 minutes or 20 minutes, usually somebody will respond and say, oh, well, you missed a comma there. Or, you know, that's mm-hmm. actually uh, it's an unstored calculation that you're trying to use, not a stored calculation. Or you know, they'll give me a, a response that's very, very quick. So it just makes it easier when you know people. As we were talking about learning FileMaker, Sully had a good observation. It's one of the, one of the strange things about FileMaker is that if you think about it, we're all really technically competitors, but the information for how to do things flows very freely between those different competitors. It's very unique. And the community that exists around FileMaker itself is just, it's unheard of. It's just not the way that most development communities exist, where they kind of harbor that information and keep it internally. People share, and it's just really amazing to see that. And Chris is a good example of that. You know, those lessons that I learned, I was able to turn around and echo them back to, you know, thousands of people through Linda.com stuff. And, you know, I think it's just sort of a, you know, kind of this interesting evolution of how, you know, how FileMaker works gets told, you know, from sitting around the fire back in the old days when I was learning, uh, you know, into modern times. But it's those same nuggets of information. I assure you that there's a Linda.com video out there that I've recorded that has nuggets of information that I learned while I was sitting on a phone talking to somebody at Claire Support back in the old days. Next question. Is that company still around? Do they it still is. use FileMaker? Yeah, they do. They, they definitely use FileMaker. Wow. Um, uh, ironically, the name of the company was Apple 
dies, <laughs> not Apple. <laughs> okay. They yeah. had dies at the end of it. It was a tool and die company. So uh, I think there was some sort of weird harbinger with the name there to some degree. They do all sorts of stuff with it. Run their run their back end the back end of their website from it. They do job quoting. They all, their whole job tracking system is still in it. I know they've uh, they showed up at one of our API events that we were doing in Milwaukee because this was back when I was still in uh, my home state of Wisconsin, and uh, they were still interested in you know modern technologies just uh, a couple years back. How did how did um, we'll we'll take a little digression here, but how did they start using FileMaker? Sure. So this was way before my time. My understanding is in the early 90s, not when FileMaker first came out, but maybe the second or third iteration, the principal of the company, I'm not sure who he was talking to, um, discovered FileMaker. And then he started messing around with it, realized he was in over his head and started hiring in-house developers. So it's been you know about 20 years that this company has been using FileMaker. Place. Does that former company still use FileMaker? Yes, yes, they still use yeah. a lot of things that I built for them nice. uh, over the years that I, I've, uh, you know, I was their in-house developer, and it's it's actually kind of funny having left the company thinking, oh, man, I wonder what they're going to do if they're going to hire somebody, they're going to bring in some other developer, and maybe they'll change systems entirely, and they didn't. They they actually called me less than two weeks later and said, you know, we're not going to change everything, but things are starting to break because you're not here. <laughs> can you come in and help us? And so, well, so I really started off just writing Twilio integrations for that window and siding company. They have a phone room. And so integrating their phone system directly into FileMaker was really the first big development project that I took on. And it just kind of snowballed from there. As we've said before, each person has their own FileMaker story and it's full of common patterns, but there's also some great uniqueness in each one of them. I noticed that as Chris was talking about his first app in FileMaker 2 for, for the business that he worked at, that version of FileMaker was solving the problems for that company. I thought that was pretty interesting, and I asked him about that. They, they used FileMaker clear back then to solve problems. So the lack of insert from URL or web viewers or, or relational or relationships. <laughs> How about that? None I mean, of that, we're, we're, none yeah, of that yeah. prevented you. None yeah. of that prevented you from solving problems even back then. Right? No, it, re it really didn't. And, and it was it was because I just needed, you know, th things that were big wins back then were like centralized data repositories, you know, like or networking. Like when I discovered that I, I remember you used to open up FileMaker and like on the open window, which is now sort of our create window or something. There was this thing that was that said like TCP IP. And I just stared at it for like a year. And then finally I looked it up like in one of the manuals that comes with FileMaker. And I go, oh my God, you can network different versions of the database together. And I went into work that next Saturday and I ran phone cable in the, you know, through the ceiling tiles, like for hours, just probably messing up all sorts of other wiring. But I networked like three or four computers together. And that was it, Jeremy. That was my eureka moment. I was like, oh my God, not only can I store data, but I can share it. And, you know, we ended up making like a job, job tracking system that frankly was just sort of like this, you know, epic sort of milestone for managing data for the company where I was working at the time. Erica gave us a lot of interesting information about her experience in 42 Silicon Valley. Absolutely. So one of the things that uh, Christopher Blake said at the training and um, we just did an alumni panel with prospective uh, FileMaker interns at 42U remotely. And one of the things that he said is that the students coming out of 42U can 
already developed circles around other interns he's he's worked with. So the fact that it's not classroom based, it's not teacher based, it's all project based. If you need help, you find someone in the lab to help you, or you Google it, or you read the manual. Um, you don't have someone holding your hand, and so that's hard. That's really hard. And I was super frustrated because I came from, you know, not computer programming background. I did HTML in high school when there was like the first HTML. So <laughs> um, doing that was really frustrating. But if you can push through it, and if you can, um, you can persevere, and you can learn how to find those answers by yourself. It is so worth it. You don't have to go and, and be in debt, you know, $100,000 in debt to, to attend a college when you can um, be a self-starter and a self-learner and do a whole new career. In the final moments of my conversation with each of them, I asked them about their continued learning. I wanted to see what's keeping them engaged and challenged in their FileMaker journey. I started with Chris, who has been in the business for many years. I wanted to see if he was done learning. I, I do the whole Yule Brenner thing. I, I consider myself an, a, a student of this craft. And, and honestly, that's the best part. Um, I used to force myself to learn things that I didn't know by volunteering for writing articles in uh, FileMaker magazine back in the old days. I'd hear about something like JDPC connections to Dreamweaver or Ultra Dev or something. I go, I don't know what any of those things are. I'm going to volunteer to write an article about it. Nowadays, what I do somewhat foolishly is I do all the new features videos for the new versions of FileMaker as they come out. And um, and so what that does is I get, you know, you've seen the one or two page write-ups of the new feature before any documentation or support or any anybody you can ask questions on comes out. And I sit and I stare at them every Christmas time and I go, how can I tell a story and try this out and teach it? So I'm, I'm thrilled to say that, you know, that process started with the, the new release that's coming out here shortly as we record this. Uh, you know, back at Christmas time, and I got to discover cool stuff like CoreML, uh, NFC, how to integrate or donate scripts to series, series shortcuts, uh, and really the ML stuff is of particular interest to me because I'm sort of a machine learning junkie and and other personas of mine that are sports related. But uh, but that's kind of my process every year: new features, learn them around Christmas time, record them around Easter, and then you know I just sort of stay in front of the curve that way and make sure that you know what I know is uh, still relevant, um, you know, out in the out in the zeitgeist, so to speak. Um, right now, I'm working on uh, a couple of different things. The uh, the primary thing that I'm working on is uh, ethical robocalling. So just finding ways to connect Twilio to FileMaker in a way where you can uh, you can send uh, a call out to somebody, and they'll uh, you know, the person who receives the call isn't really going to have any idea that it's a robot calling them because the transition between the robot's voice and your voice is so closely matched because it's a recording of you saying hello. And that recording of you saying hello, it's your own voice. So you pick up the phone to the sound of your own voice greeting the customer. The customer really has no idea that it was a recording at the beginning. Yeah. And just okay. integrating that, in, that information back into FileMaker and using FileMaker in order to control the call of uh, the calls and the flow of the calls so that you can make more phone calls and leave automatic voicemails and just make your time on the phone more efficient is what I'm working on currently. It's probably the big project. Uh, nice. There's a couple other little things here and there for, for clients, but uh, 
that's really the big one. Uh, one of the things that I want to learn more about is um, kind of the integration between FileMaker and, and web-based stuff. So I have a little bit of experience um, in PHP, and then I was trying to develop this um, slider bar that was using like FileMaker API and then PHP and then a couple of other things to get it to work. And that was, each component was in my comfort zone, but trying to smush them together was, was really um, outside. And just that FileMaker API, like I found these tutorial videos um, with uh, Postman and, and the API, just trying to get that done. But I, that's like the future of FileMaker is, is being able to do that, I think. Um, so that's kind of my, my goal for, for self-directed learning at this point. Chris, Erica, and Sully are FileMaker developers, and they all have great origin stories. Let's recap for a second. Chris found FileMaker on his Mac and devoted time to it rather than learning to draw in CAD. Erica wanted a career change from playing the viola and answered a random email. And Sully, just a few days after DevCon, decided to make this his career as a one-man Claris partner. Their stories show just some of the diverse ways people choose the Claris FileMaker platform. We appreciate their openness and their time. There's still room for more stories, so reach out at info at geistinteractive.com and offer to share your Claris origin story. Thank you for joining me on today's episode of FileMaker Origin Stories. I'm really inspired by all of these great stories, and I hope you are too. Next week, our stories involve taking over development in lieu of waiting for fixes, deciding flipping through catalogs to find the answer was too slow, and a dislike of Microsoft Access. Talk to you next week.